Welcome to the Crypto Campfire. The wizard would give one of them a hip and the other common sense. Mitch and the Professor. Featuring special guest, Jonah Glasgow. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Crypto Campfire Podcast. This is the Professor. And Mitch. Today we've got Jonah Glasgow on the show, founder and CEO of Sparkle Mobile. Before we start talking to Jonah, let's go ahead and take a look at the crypto news from the Crypto Gent. Thanks, Professor. Hello, Crypto Campfire listeners. I welcome to the Crypto Currency News in a Flash with the Crypto Gent. Daily Ethereum transactions exceed 1 million at first since May 2018. U.S. clean energy firm Clearaway Energy will test blockchain for renewable energy trading. And Maple Leaf Capital says, recent Bitfinex IEO Ample Fourth token is not stable. That's the cryptocurrency news in a flash as Bitcoin hovers around $11,800. Please follow at the CryptoGent. Back to you. Thanks for that bit of news there, CryptoGent. It's so nice to hear from you every time we start this thing. It's just inf- it's refreshing to get your style mixed into this uh, into this podcast. And I, I really want to say thank you for all that you do for us. It's awesome. It's awesome. So today we have Jonah Glasgow with us. It's been a pretty crazy week for us. Uh, you know, it's been a crazy week for the project that the professor and I are, have been deeply involved in for the last year and a half. Uh, it sounds like we might be having an opportunity to like take over this project um, and move forward and get this thing really cooking. So I'm looking forward to some closure on it, whether it is that route that we go or whether it's a, a different route. Um, either way, positivity is going to abound and we will pre- we will prevail at the end of the day, no matter what route we take. I think the drive that we both share uh, and the passion that we have for our people, for our community, and for this cryptocurrency sphere, I think will take us to any level that we choose to achieve. So that being said, guys, I'm glad you joined us today. And uh, let's get talking to Jonah. Jonah, how are you, sir? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm glad to be here. Oh, it's great to have you. Yeah, yeah. It's been, um, been very busy, you know, just over the past month. I've been behind the scenes a lot with some development with our new website coming out. So I've just been, you know, full, full speed, you know, I'm just getting things ready to go a little bit busy from my end. Hey, busy is a good thing though, right? Always going a yeah. hundred. Yeah, it's oh good. It's good. <laughs> Anymore you get bored. If you're not seriously, if you're not going a hundred right. miles an hour, you're like, what am I going to do? <laughs> well, if we know anything about Jonah, we know he never slows down. So no, right. He's always got something as he's into. Oh, so yeah. I love it. So, Jonah, why don't you tell us a little bit about Sparkle and kind of how you came into the idea of launching this app? Yeah, I'd like to hear that. Yeah, so I just, you know, I've always been an enthusiast of cars. Before I really got into cryptocurrency, I was always just, you know, fascinated by cars. Um, You know, I had a couple of race cars on myself that I built up on my own time. And I've really just found a passion for it. One of the things that I always hated, too, when building these cars is dealing with third-party mechanics. You know, whether it was trying to find the right person or maybe trying to find the right deal for whatever it is you're trying to do. Uh, In my case, when I was racing, it was usually getting tires changed, oil changes, fluids, things done quickly when, I mean, I could do an oil change, so I wasn't really worried about that. But like tire rotations and finding like, you know, people to support you in different areas and get them done rapidly. It was very hard, Um, especially for a good price, right? Because when you're traveling, 
and doing these certain events for me personally, it, it became something that was a costly event because you have to travel from state to state or country to country to be able to participate in some of these events. So budgeting was always part of that. And when you look at actual general maintenance, that always is a part of it as well, budgeting. So I found that just really finding local people to help you with certain products became more and more frustrating. Um, the SEO optimization on Google is good, but it really narrows down to maybe like six or seven shops and not always going to give you the best price. It doesn't tell you the price necessarily right there. You have to go call them, have an interaction. And after about three or four calls, you're already frustrated. You're trying to find the nearest shop and you're trying to get it done. That's right. That's just my general experience. So Sparkle is kind of just taking a, a different approach to this. We've just said, you know what, let's just give people what they want. Let's give them, you know, an availability to be able to just see prices of certain products, oil changes, tire rotations, windshield repairs, whatever that may be in a localized area on the web where they can sit. Flat there. rate numbers. Yeah, flat rate numbers. Just like Groupon, right. where shops can simply just put up their stuff and get new customers. Uh, so we know you've got a new website coming out. What's the time frame on that? Um, it was supposed to be out today, to be honest. Uh, I just got a little bit picky. With, oh. <laughs> I got a little bit picky with some <laughs> of the stuff. So I'm just uh, going through it, you know, just doing some housekeeping and making sure that it's going to come out pretty nice. It should be out probably tomorrow or the following day. You know what, to be honest with you, I think that's probably the best route. I was kind of hopeful that we would be able to actually have this podcast with you and this interview um, prior to the release of that because it'll help set the tone for everybody to, um, when they visit it, kind of have an expectation of what they're looking for instead of, you know, it's kind of a, it's kind of letting the cat out of the bag without letting the cat out of the bag. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, like we simply, we look at Groupon, right? There's, there's not very many people right now that are actually in this field. So we do have some competitors, right? We can say that there are some very competitive, like there's some major brands out there in the market. We could say there's Wagjag, uh, Groupon, but they've really followed the same kind of commission-based model for every single, like they've they followed this traditional com commission base for the past, I would say five years. And what that means is that they've always taken 50% from vendors um, and it really, lowers the margin that vendors actually have to make revenue. I think we can do better. Um, you know, we could probably take about 20% and still give automotive shops exactly what they want and put them in a localized area. You know, no longer are you going to sit there and try and find an oil change, but also see uh, restaurant deals and also see, you know, saturated market full of spa and other stuff that just is completely unrelated. When you go to Sparkle, you're going to see nothing but automotive services. Right. And that's that's kind of the unique part of it, you know, and the simple fact that auto shops would in turn receive most likely more business, especially because it's opening up a whole nother form of payment for them using the Sparkle token. Right. So so that's going to open up that whole avenue, that whole revenue stream for the vendor and all of the people that are within using that revenue stream. I think that that is probably the biggest benefit in my mind to spreading the adoption of being able to spend spend our cryptocurrency, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're we're really just following two successful models that have really worked so far. Groupon, uh, we think we can do better by lowering the commission model and making it a localized area for dedicated things, not just a saturated market. And kind of following the traditional method that overstock.com also used, where they accept digital currencies. If we can accept Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Sparkle 
I think that will really create a marketplace that's tailored for digital currencies, but also automotive services. Cool. So what about um, the auto detailing portion of that? That'll still be within that whole realm, right? Of course. Yeah, you can get, you know. Because it's full auto services. Yeah, detailing too. We really just didn't, we didn't want to narrow it just to auto detailing. You know, the more I thought about it, I was like, okay, if I make a, an application that's also, you know, tracking their location and stuff like that, message board, it's their payment gateway. Well, then you all of a sudden become their appointment scheduler. and that's great, but the conversion rate that you would see from, you know, detailers moving over from their current scheduler to our scheduler to also accept mobile payments. I just didn't think that that was going to be as vital as opening the realm up right. to all automotive services and really just providing a digital coupon that anyone can download and go redeem wherever they are. That's really the unique, cool part of it. Now, can you explain to everybody what proof of liquidity is? And how that works with the Sparkle token. Yeah. It seems like a pretty unique process to me. I mean, it's it's basically staking, but just really dummied down. You know, not everybody um, in, other, in other areas really are familiar with staking or running a node. Um, there's a lot of things still with that area that is very frustrating. For example, um, if you're in Ethereum right now and you're actually running a staking smart contract, it's a randomized process which means that a select few people within the contract get rewards just on a randomized event, right? So there's really no way to guarantee that you're actually going to get the required um, ROI that you're predicted because you can't guarantee that you're going to get a reward every day. Um, it might go to somebody else. So what we've done with Proof of Liquidity is we've really just decided to give everybody a reward every day. Um, not randomize this process and just say after every 20 after about 24 hours or X amount of blocks that you guys will get a reward. So it's just dummying down the process that's already been there because it's been very frustrating for some people to actually get a reward and participate in some of these programs and just make it more right. friendly for everybody to use. That's cool. I think that's a key thing in the crypto space that uh, a lot of projects failed to achieve is that level of simplicity. And I know in some cases it's almost necessary for it to be complicated yeah. in a way, but for you know for for a, t a project like yours that requires a lot of everyday people that aren't necessarily tech heads or whatever uh, to use it, uh, and that's like your target audience, right? It's not necessarily just tech people, but everybody. Um, you have to have that level of simplicity so that they can understand it and and get in easier and not just shy away from it. Right, right. right. I mean, like with staking contracts. Um the Ethereum community was excited because they thought that they were going to participate in this new reward system, right? And as soon as it came out and people stopped, they didn't get a reward for four or five days because there's like 100,000 people in the smart contract and the process is completely randomized. There's just not enough tokens to give out to everybody or it's partitioned down so smallly that you're getting, you know, like 164th of what you possibly could be getting because there's just so many people in this pool. Um, it creates a system that's almost not as fun to participate in as you thought it would be, right? So I just want to make it more more simple, right? Like if right, you right. have one percent, like our goal is that even if you have one token, you're gonna get one percent over the next year. Nice, that's awesome. Heck yeah! So Jonah, in your opinion, other than Sparkle, uh, what do you think would be the first killer use case that's really gonna dominate the crypto industry? I like how you see that mm. in there. Other than Sparkle. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've been doing a lot that of research uh, while building this website. So I've actually seen a lot of projects 
that I normally wasn't aware of. And that being said, I would say that there's there's some very interesting use cases coming out on the market. Um, the one that actually has my attention is Japan Content Token. Um, I think what he's doing is something is pretty cool. Um, his use case is just really bringing back SEO optimization for uh, restaurants in highly dense areas. So, for example, if you went to Singapore, if you went to Japan or something like that, it's very hard to find, uh, you know, menus for restaurants and actually find delivery services and so forth because it's a really saturated market. So in Japan, it's even more saturated. I think there's like the population of Canada just surrounding Tokyo. So it's really saturated. And that being said, um, he's providing a place just where people can actually list their restaurants and do mobile delivery and it's all powered by blockchain. So I'm, I'm interested by that. I think I'm a little bit interested because I also met him in person and I didn't expect to see him slowly creeping up to a top 100 token. But to me, I think, I think what he's doing is, is pretty interesting. And I would nice. normally never say something like that. Hmm. Well, it sounds like a cool project. In what ways is he actually leveraging the blockchain to help with this? You know what? He's, to be honest, I heard him speak and what really got, what really got me interested in the fact of a visit was that he was self-funded. So I think he funded it completely himself he's from Japan. He came by himself and, you know, a year later, he's a top 100 token. So I guess he's doing the right things um, and using social, like social I think it was something to do with social networks, whatever they are popular in Japan. He's using that leverage with blockchain to be able to power, connect the two and do a payment gateway system. That's awesome. It's really cool to see a self-funded project make it that far. Yeah. With, I mean, there's so many of these projects that just make millions of dollars in ICOs and then and most of them just disappear with it. You know, there's some projects like Sparkle or whatever that have a, an ICO or an IEO that actually do something and build a really nice project. But there's so many of them that just take this money and and then just come up with a half-assed project and but but they run all the the self-funded projects out you know it makes it kind of hard for them to to go anywhere yeah in terms of technology i mean i could say technology is 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 rapidly growing there's so many more um i i, I would say proof of authority honestly like i've seen more and more projects come up right now adopting that proof of authority network um all, all across the board, like I think in the top 200 tokens right now, or in the top 200 coins, there's probably about 15 or 20 different networks that are running their own their own mainnet that also produce tokens, um, whether it's a proof of authority network or something very similar where, of, and just it works. So it's nice to see those things also, you know, accelerating as well. But I was more, I was honestly more drawn to the underdog story. And to me, that was some guy that came from Japan, started a project that he truly believed in a year ago, and now he's a top 100 token. It's really amazing. It truly is. Yeah. So where did you get started in crypto? What was your first project? And before you were working for a project, how did you find crypto in the first place? Oh, my goodness. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've known of crypto for a while, man. Like, I mean, to be honest, even back in the day, like I used, me and Justin used to talk about it, like just joke around, but I never really got involved until I would say 2017. Um, it was kind of one of those weird things where I literally came in based off of FOMO. I, I literally, really, yeah, man. I mean, like I was an electrical engineer uh, studying for that at the time. Like uh, my friends were just all about digital currency. And I was like, this is ridiculous. Like, 
why is it so awesome? And I kind of just stud- studied <laughs> up on it and I was like, okay, makes sense. You're hooked. Yeah. And I was, uh, I was doing other things that really got me involved, like, you know, kind of being on the back end with Linda Coin and talking to that old team. And after that, I kind of just looked at myself and I was like, you know what? I could probably be the CEO of LendaCoin and do a lot better than it did. And it just happened. Hey man, dude, I, I'm serious. I got goosebumps right now. Your, your accomplishments in such a short period of time are highly impressive. And I mean, I have a lot of respect for what you've done and it's been a pleasure being a kind of a part of that whole experience over the last nine months, 10 months or so, Yeah, you know, um, I think there's, there's a lot of growth still coming your way as, as you, the entrepreneur and your future is just, oh my God, I can, I can't even vision the lengths that you can go with, with what you've accomplished already. So I, I I had to say that because I like, seriously, I'm sitting here and I got goosebumps. I'm like, man, this, this is impressive that you've only been in cryptocurrencies for two years now. And look at where you're at already. And to think, you know, I mean, I, I can kind of say the same thing about myself as, and a professor even, you know, he's been in since 2017. I've been in since 2018. Mm-hmm. And to think of where we've come in this short period of time just says how fast this market moves, I guess, is, is the main point I was trying yeah. to make. I mean, I really got lucky. Uh, it, I guess I think we got lucky because, for example, we've been in this process where some of the other people involved in the team uh, they might have been the core blockchain developers that were actually producing some of the things. Linda was already built right when I came in. So I didn't have to sit there and create this system. Right. I just had to refine it and make it a little bit better and find some people that I knew were in this space as well that were able to help me do that. And I think I accomplished that pretty well. But like it was really that that kind of thing. And I think we also were lucky with, you know, no BS token. Um, you guys have been in this industry where now you for the past year and a half. And you really got to see the other parts of the of the industry that I don't think other people get to see. Like core blockchain developers don't get to see the community relationship as much. They don't get to see, you know, the day-to-day work that comes into Twitter and it comes into making sure that your community's happy because they're maybe more focused on producing the next update on GitHub. Right. So I, I think right. that you guys are really right. fortunate and I was too. Um and you know, over the next two years, obviously, to pick up some of those skills like smart contract development, front end work, back end work, all that stuff can be it can be refined, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's just you're just learning every little corner of the industry when you when you work on a project in this space, especially when it's a small one, you know, because you have so many more uh, responsibilities as an individual uh, than you do in in a large project that has a, a much larger team with very specialized right. people. Um. You know, and that's one thing that like like when Linda first turned around, that was when I first heard of it. Uh, I'd never even heard of LendaCoin before. And then all of a sudden I'm starting to see it on Twitter a little bit and I'm looking into it. And uh, then there's a whole bunch of FUD about change of ownership and people are freaking out. And I mean, it just looked bad, but for some reason I wanted to buy some. So I, <laughs> I was still a noob at the time and I was like, man, it's cheap. I'm going to buy 50 bucks just for shits and giggles. And and to see when that change of ownership happened and you became the CEO and things started moving and the new website came up and it was amazing how fast the entire community sentiment turned around and it was just totally opposite. And it was just like this real project just came out of nothing. 
and and was finally doing something and it just shows that your your drive and determination is just off the hook and it also shows that positivity in this market can really turn things around you know it, yes people people are in fact it positivity is infectious to people and the more positive you are the more that surrounds you will be oh positive. dude i really i really appreciate that you're just hearing that guys it means the world because i really did I, I put everything i had into it like that was that was my baby you know it sucks I, I kind of get a little a little heartbroken, you know, seeing some of the things that happen now because I really believe that that project has still potential. So so tell me, Jonah, how how did you and Patrick cross paths? I, this is a story I've been dying to know since I met both of you guys. His energy has oh, was just off the hook. And that guy rubbed off on me like you would not believe. I miss Dude, his he energy. Is nuts. I love it. Oh my God, that guy's amazing as far as that goes. I, I mean, I don't know him any other way. I, all I know is his spitball of energy. That guy is gold, <laughs> man. Honestly, like that guy is gold. Pat is like probably one of the best people I've met in crypto. Like besides, I'm uh, not including you guys. I'm, I'm not saying that, but just like, you know. Oh, no, no, don't even go there. Yeah, <laughs> he's amazing. There's no question. Or, like <laughs> the guy is just is unbelievable. Literally, he's just excited about about life, you know. Um, and about everything going on in his life. I think he he's he's one of those guys that just puts out cool energy because I don't think he has really a bad bone in his body. Negative energy. No, I don't think so either. Yeah. I really don't. His passion That's is awesome. just insane. He just never slows down. It's, never. It's insane. It's crazy. I first met uh I I can't tell you all the details, but I first <laughs> <laughs> I first met Pat um obviously in in linda and after a while he just invited me out to california so um i flew down to orange county and we we hung out and we were just chilling and you know talking That's about cool. the future and it really just seemed like it was the easiest conversation i've had it was pretty funny too right. because i think he uh he actually asked me to buy me out of linda like he wanted to like take ownership or something like that i was like no dude <laughs> nice i was like that's awesome yeah so i mean he was just he was just so excited about even linda like he wanted to run it and like he thought he, he thought that you know with uh with everybody in place that we could just take it to the next level and i just said just stick around man things will be good and you know we've kind of just always been friends ever since that's cool nice nice yeah, that's cool it's cool that you that you didn't have a price i i like that yeah there was no price there really? was no price that's true passion right there. Unspoken. So so I was going to ask you, Jonah, who the most influential person you've ever met was. Would that be Patrick? Or do you have somebody else who is more inspiring to you in, in a different way? I'm, I'm going to be honest, man. You'd have to, you have to be pretty kick-ass to be Patrick. Honestly, Patrick is one of the most influential <laughs> people I've met in a, a long time. The, just the way that... Oh, my God. The way that the guy moves, man. Like, I mean, the, the, like, just to say, like, there's there's some people that that um <laughs> i don't know i feel like <laughs> it's hard to put into words yeah it's kind of hard to put into words right because the success is i mean seriously it's like it's like a freaking chihuahua on crack up against a, a freaking great <laughs> dane with a bad hip i mean you Thank can't you. compare people to joe to, to patrick like that <laughs> no you can't i mean like you just have to surround yourself around successful people honestly the way i see yes. that is, is like a really good you know friend and a good mentor because you know in when I'm his age, I want to be exactly where he is. Uh, I want to live yeah. a life exactly the same way. You know, I think that 
you have to surround yourself around positive people, people that have done successful things in their life. So in that way, they can show you the ins and outs about certain things and help guide you around this direction. I'm still young, right? So it means I'm bound to make mistakes. And I really want to okay. limit the amount of mistakes I'm making just by surrounding myself around really influential people that can help guide me with some of the directions and experiences that they've had. Well, I've always gone with this philosophy in life that if you're not making mistakes, you're not working hard enough. Number one, of course, number two, the more mistakes you make, the less apt you are to make those same mistakes again. And the smarter you become because of those mistakes that you've made, it's more impactful to learn from a failure than it is to learn from a success. I'm sorry. Yeah, 100%. it just really is. So you can never be afraid to to make a mistake because if you are, it'll prevent you from making a making a success, period. That is so true, man. Pat Pat also is is successful from like other ventures. I don't really think cryptocurrency was um he just dabbled in it for no, a No, you can tell it wasn't. Yeah. Right. Yeah. This was not his bread and butter. Absolutely. You can tell by the way he carries himself. Yeah. So just having those type of conversations, right? When people aren't I mean, this this industry is really weird. Like when you go to a blockchain event, some people you could just tell. You could just tell that they're really drawn in and cryptocurrencies everything for them. Um and they have these these horse blinders on about whether it's investing in the next project, listing tokens or whatever the case, um, or just accelerating their their project to get listed on every exchange. When there's maybe 50 or 60 different other ways to really benefit your company. And seeing certain people like that in this industry, I think, is is the most influential. Patrick is one of them. And I think the other person that I mentioned earlier, like the Japan content token, I think that guy was also one of those people. I picked up on it. Like you say, surrounding yourself with positive people, it, it makes all the difference in the world. When you have negative people around you, they just draw you down and, and they, it hurts your confidence and it hurts your, your motivation. But when you're surrounded by people like Patrick or, or uh, you guys or anybody else in this space or out of it that has that much energy, it just keeps you up. You know, you're excited about everything every day and, and everything's <laughs> positive. And when shit goes wrong, you can see the, the bright side of it. Even if, even when shit sucks yeah, really bad, exactly. There's always a bright side people around you. You can see the bright side. If you've got negative always. people around you, you're just going to be depressed. Stuck forever. in the dark, stuck yep. in the dark, baby. And hell no, I agree. 100%. No. So Jonah, do you like pineapple on your pizza? Ah. Oh my goodness. No. <laughs> no oh come on no, I, I i can't lie i, I do okay I like, oh, <laughs> oh, deny all it. right wait yeah deny it <laughs> <laughs> oh Must man do. pineapple no, bacon ham oh yeah mm, oh, that. so good dude it's the best, try huh? a cheese and pineapple pizza cheese and pineapple yeah it sounds really mm. weird but like if you get okay no Lots of cheese. No, it's amazing. It doesn't sound. It doesn't sound weird. <laughs> I'm down. Sorry, I'm already going to be judged for that comment. I already know. That's oh, cool. No, I don't think so. so. so that's, Hell so no. that's the quote that I should highlight and blast out on Twitter, right? Yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Have you guys ever had the 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 barbecue chicken pizza? Yes. Oh, yeah. Pineapples and jalapenos. Oh, you gotta have jalapenos. Oh. Those are good. well, okay. Those are so good. My stomach would not like the jalapenos as much as I do. We we went to a luau thing in high school. We we were down in uh, San Diego, I think it was. Did you get laid? I did <laughs> with the luau's. You know the lays. I, that's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> I had I did. to say it. <laughs> nice. 
<laughs> my wife did too. It was perfect. She was a girlfriend at the time, I guess. But uh, <laughs> so we had this, this luau with all the real, real nice, like the pork and all that stuff, all laid out real nice and all the good stuff. And and she put a slice of Hawaiian pizza and a macadamia nut cookie on her plate. Out of all the things, that's hilarious. Right at all. Yeah, of, all of all the things <laughs> that were there, the most right. like the most like non-Hawaiian Hawaiian stuff. That's like grabbing an almond cookie and a, a fortune cookie from from a, from a luau. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know I'm down. Going to, fortune cookies are always good. Going to China and getting some yeah. little house. Exactly. Exactly. Oh my god. You know, I took a picture. I'll have to find it and put it back on Twitter again. But I took a picture of a fortune I pulled out of a fortune cookie, and it so relates to everything that's happened in this past year. It's sickening. Seriously, just that one little fortune. And if you look at it and compare it to what's happened in my life the last year, it's like it was written. It was supposed to be. It was crazy. That's awesome. You guys believe in the law of attraction? I do. I believe I believe that positive positivity attracts positivity. I believe in, you know, um, the same thing, you know, opposite things sometimes attract. But I think certain times there's things that when people have in common and have the same the same goals and the same drive is a, is definitely an attracting attraction point you know what i'm yeah. saying probably not saying it right but that's what i mean no no i think yeah. i think you're right though <laughs> there's definitely there's definitely a, a time where you know like putting out good energy um believing in in that wholeheartedly allows you to actually achieve those things i feel like a lot of people that put out negative energy in this world they kind of get what they put out, right? Sure. I, I think they failed before they even began. Right. You, you just have to, you have to go into everything with, with positivity and, and don't drag other people down with you. You know, it's like that book we were read as kids. And at least I was that, you remember that, that, uh, golden books story about the little engine that could. Yes. Do you guys remember that story? Yep. Uh, yeah, they, they made a movie out of it, too. But, I mean, that right there, you know, I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. You have to believe. If you don't believe you can do it, you will not do it. You have to believe it. Period. And, and fun fact, that was Mitch reading the book, uh, believing that it was on TV so he could watch a movie of this in the future. Oh, you're killing me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. This is an awesome one, dude. This is awesome. I'm having a saw. <laughs> Going back to what you said about you know, how I got into this position. Really, that was, I think, one of the, the biggest catalysts for that was the law of attraction. I remember being on the phone with one of my friends and I was just like, oh my God, I was shilling blockchain left, right and center. I was like, just in love. And I, you know, I was like, you know, there's this one ex-girlfriend, Linda. I was like, I think she's coming back. And I was like, and I think I'm about to be the CEO of this, of this coin. And I said it so, so confidently. And they're like, oh yeah. And I'm like, Mark my words, I will be CEO of this project. And that's the, that's <laughs> nice. the one time I can nice. actually say that, you know, I, I, I believed it with everything. There was not a single ounce in my body that didn't believe that I was going to be CEO. Yeah, I, I didn't doubt it at all. And that's exactly what happened. Um, and I've kind of lived my life like that ever since with everything that I do, wholeheartedly believing in it because... Until then, I don't think I ever saw something so clear that like law of attraction is really there. Put everything you have into it, believe in it, and it's going to happen. Yes, I, I. There's no question about that. There's no question at all. You have you have to believe it. If you believe it, and you believe in yourself, you know that's the biggest thing. I think a lot of people struggle with is having 
faith in yourself, you know, and if, if you don't have people actually around you that show faith in you, that support you, it's challenging to have faith in yourself. There's no question about that. So the people you surround yourself with are just as important to your success as you yourself and you, your own drive. Yeah. If you don't have confidence, you're, you're not going to do well. You know, that's no. like, I've, I've been there for most of my life. Well, there's a fine line too between confidence and cocky. <laughs> right, exactly. That's true. You can go overconfident, but you know, most of most of my life, I've been in that. Like, well, uh, I, I mean, like, I know I could do this, but then I hesitate, kind of thing. And and over the past two three years, you know, I finally started to to find that self confidence and realize what what you can do. And it's like when when you find it and you just keep driving forward, it's like there's no end to it because you you finally know that you can make things happen one way or another even if it's hard you don't have to quit so it's it's uh an important thing for people to remember and then us meeting just kind of took it to the next level oh no shit <laughs> no shit didn't it oh <laughs> this is awesome man it's we are having cool. so much fun we're having the time of our lives there's no question about that what is your stance on integrity and its seemingly lack of existence within the crypto space i don't know um I think, I think it's unfortunate, but I mean, as I, as I get older, I, I really don't know. I mean, being transparent comes with its pros and cons. You know, you're going to have somebody that always has an opinion and they're going to vote, which they're entitled to, right? But which they're, they're going to vocalize it. You sure. have to just really be prepared for that. Um, I feel like some people that maybe lack transparency with, with, their identity or something like that and being involved in projects, it's probably to do with something like that. Um, but in terms of the overall integrity, I think it's, it's kind of stayed stagnant since I, I mentioned it before, like until we as a community decide that we have to put integrity back on the projects, it's going to be this way. And it's unfortunate, you know, because there's just more and more things happening on a daily basis, you know, like Binance recently got hacked. All this stuff, it just leads to uh, a dangerous environment that is harder for other people to adopt. Right, but for people to change, for, for an environment to change, it has to start somewhere, right? Yeah, it does. So examples need to be set and you know, uh, leadership needs to be taken and people need positive, responsible, integrity-based you know, quality people to follow, to, to lead them in this march of bringing this back into the space to just say, well, it's going to be like this until it changes. No bullshit. We need to change it. And it starts here. It starts in this conversation right now. It starts in every conversation that you have from this point forward. Right. 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 It's, it's our responsibility to any community that we're involved with. Okay. Let me ask you a question then. Let me ask you a question based off integrity. Sure. Let's say you're running a project, and okay. this project um, is your is your baby. You, you intend to run it for the next you know ten twenty years. This is what you're putting your everything into. And there's a spike that happens in the market, and somebody okay, right, and you sold. What what do you think? What would be your overall perception of that? Do you think that person would lack integrity? Okay, so explain to me the definition of sold because as a if you're in business right and you're yeah. also a trader right so a trader okay yeah comes first 
Because that's what you started with in this industry as somebody that traded crypto. What if the okay. company released some of their treasury? Would you think that their lack of transparency or a lack of integrity? I mean, one of the biggest things that we see in the market right now is, is for example, a significant spike in a price. And then all of a sudden, you know, the project. It dumps. It dumps, right? And it has a lack of identity attached right. to it. So there's no one really to point the finger at. But the project dumps. Right. And it goes down. Do you think that they have a lack of integrity? Is that your perception of it? There's a lot of factors that need to go into that. There is, but I guess where I was going to, if I may, I guess where I was going to go with that would be, you know, for what purpose did did they sell, mm -hmm. right? And if you're not in business to take some kind of profit, you know, the downside of cryptocurrency and the downside of trading stocks, trading crypto, is that somebody has to buy and somebody has to sell. Right. So at the end of the day, somebody's got to eat that high dollar value, okay? And for a project to have some kind of manipulative balance because of the fact that they are indeed the project, right? And take advantage of a price spike like that and dump on their community, I think that has a little bit of integrity-based biasness to it absolutely yeah you know but at the same token i think it's everybody's responsibility be it the company or whatever to take a certain amount of profits as to like if you're in the company position and you take a specific amount of profits like 20 30 percent something to not crash the market but still secure some of that spike some of that profit margin i think that's integrity but to dump all your shit just because the price is way up and shit on everybody below you i don't think that's right yeah i don't think that's right as a trader but you know trader are out for one thing they're out to specifically make money whereas when you have a community and you have a project you have more responsibility to that community and to that project than you do yourself yeah so jonah in that same in that same question that you asked i have a counter question to that is why would there be lack of transparency from somebody in that position to their community why if there was nothing wrong or there was nothing integrity based, you know, no, no, no lines were crossed in doing so. Why would there not be total transparency with the community? I don't know. I think there's a lot of, a lot of things like, I'm going to use professor's answer here. I think there's a lot of things that play into that, but necessarily where I was going with this is that my experience is, is that Linda, and this is just from my own personal experience, right? Linda had an all-time high that mm -hmm. was ridiculous, right? At that current time, I don't know if the market necessarily was doing what it naturally was doing, which was resetting and correcting, or if there was other constituents to that. But that being said, right. That being said, right, had the company taken advantage of the all-time high, it would have had enough funds to be able to run the company for the next 10, 20 years. Oh, for sure. Especially if they were a self-funded company, were they? Um, yeah. Yeah. Like, how do we base integrity, right? Because a company might be sitting there doing something that they think is just. They're like, okay, I'm going to liquidate some of our treasury. Simply so by transparency, I think. Yeah, but that transparency leads to people having opinions. And it's very hard to, That's okay. to have that fine line. I mean, seriously, think about that, though. It is, but you know what? At the same time, if you're transparent and you're being honest, who gives a shit what the naysayers say? Let them talk FUD. Hey, listen, I've been straight across the boards. You can see it. Here's the transaction. It's on the blockchain. It's irrefutable. That being said, you have nothing against me because I was straight with you and I did nothing wrong. Yeah. Right? So, so there's a difference there, and I think that's where transparency is important 100% with the community when the time is right. You have got that responsibility as a project 
to be straight with your community. No questions asked. That's that's just my opinion. And, you know, that's how I believe in it. You know, I, I, I've always believed in honesty is always the best policy. Obviously, I've made mistakes. Everybody has. Right. We've all we've all been in our share of webs. We've all had our share of failures and mistakes along the way where we did what we shouldn't have done. Right. And some of us feel bad about that. The ones that don't feel bad about it are the ones that you got to really watch out for, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if yeah, you can go to bed fun. at night and sleep with yourself, knowing full well that you've done everything you can as a human being for other people and to be positive for everybody around you, as well as yourself, I think you've done well in life. Yeah, just stay true to yourself, stay ethical, and that's that's the most important thing. That is so true. And, right. and to sum up your question, I really I just think that I mean it's hard it's hard to say with with integrity in this in this industry because we see XRP right now, you know, liquidate X amount of Ripple every now and then. People get mad about it every single two months on Twitter, but the company is like successfully number two or number three. You know, so it's yeah, but if you look at their price, it hasn't changed either. So to me, there's some something going on with that because with all the good news that's come out about that project, that price should have doubled easily. Sorry. I, I don't know. There's no way around it. I think the price is – personally, and I have no warrant to saying this other than the fact that it's my opinion, which I'm pulling out of my ass right now. I think that that company, you know, I think there's some manipulation, and it might not be by the company itself, but I think there's a manipulation going on in that product. Because how can you have all the good news you've seen in it and it not spike in value? I don't know, man. Two cents, one cent, not that even. That is true. That is true that there is like a very slow increase. But if you think about it this way, like how many cryptocurrencies will still be here in 15 years? I think XRP will be because they have the, oh, sure. know, they have the funds to, to wait it out. And the minute that they are successful. Well, that. And, and that's, yeah. that's what it is, right? Companies right now, Goldman Sachs and this stuff that was built, you know, on, on decades of, of of, of grinds and, and handing it over, right? To, if I'm not mistaken, I think to the next well, generation the reason, to make it more successful. Like it didn't happen overnight. So that yeah, type of stuff really takes time to grow and to, I mean, it's not an Apple stock, that's for sure. No. <laughs> well, and the other, the important thing about XRP too, is that like, I mean, the token is not really an investment. I know, I know it's a crypto. It's a banker's token. I know token. it's like an investment, but it, it's, it's a, it's realistically just a really, well-known utility token it's it's meant to be used to send money across borders more or less or or large amounts of money fast etc it's like it's not it's not a security i mean so it's not no the company can it's be not absolutely amazing and it doesn't matter what yeah. the price of the token is it just it just needs to be used and the more people that own it the more the price goes up you know it's a utility token and so people need to right. have that understanding but they don't it's going to take time like a long time before XRP starts getting, you know, and, and I think, in, I think it's going to make it, but it's not going to be based on hype. It's got to be based on real usage. Right. Sure. And I think with all of the instant financial institutions stepping into the markets, you know, XRP is a banker's token. It's a, it's a financial token, right? It's, 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 it's a goal tool, exactly. is to provide to financial institutions. So that being said, with all the financial institutions coming into the market, it's got no choice, but to go up in value. Well, yeah, if we just look at yeah, just, just even if you just look at the last ten years, right? Everything has gone up in value in the past ten years. So think of XRP ten years from now, mm -hmm. right? And where this industry really is, how many of saturated coins have, have really left the market, and the ones that stay around that are successful? I think those will be, those will be. They might be traded, exactly. you know, in ten years from now. We have no idea. Like things might be traded on the 
New York Stock Exchange. <laughs> I don't. I'm not gonna say they are, but wouldn't surprise me though. To be honest, in ten years from now, I better not worry about it. I'd be, <laughs> be honest with you, <laughs> but I got a few years on you, sir. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna we're gonna go down one more rabbit hole before we close up here. So, uh, <laughs> nice. Jonah, if you could replace one eyeball with any household object, what would it be? What? One <laughs> exactly. <laughs> If you could replace <laughs> one eyeball for any household object, what would it be? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh my god, I'd say an ice cream spoon if it was me. <laughs> what the? That's brutal. Um, that's brutal. <laughs> that's gonna cost you an eye. <laughs> <laughs> you can save it. I, I don't even know how to answer that question. Uh, I'm just I'm looking around the house right now. Sorry. <laughs> household object is there supposed to be like an answer that's all no that's it's just a, like no it's just a random okay. think outside random the box. question yeah think outside the box that's the trick to these like uh i know what i'd pick everything sounds <laughs> i'm just trying to picture myself with like whatever i'm trying to say and it's not it's not a good sight uh <laughs> it's not working yeah <laughs> You can pull it off. Come oh, on. I don't know about that, man. <laughs> I was thinking one of those, like, I have a cat toy oh, that, like, shit. flashes and stuff, but that would just be weird. Oh, that would be that, neat. I mean, actually, it'd be kind of cool. Me? Yeah. I'd pick a peephole in your front door. <laughs> so you could still see, but it'd just be a different form of vision. <laughs> what? Put a peephole in your eye? You do, like, some sort yeah. of, some sort of like, <laughs> I don't know. Just let's go with like some sort of like laser pointer or something. That'd be cool. I actually do have a laser pointer here, but I don't know how that would work. Actually, that would be neat. Actually, that, that would be a, uh, much more efficient because every time I try to play with my cat, I can't find the laser pointer. It'd be nice to just be able to switch my laser eye on. Just be like, you can't be going nuts if she ran everywhere you looked. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be amazing. Yeah, you just that would be crazy. Imagine how efficient pointing would be. You'd just be like right over there. <laughs> Right? Be so great. <laughs> right? Exactly. And but, if you had a range time. finder on it, you'd know how long, how far of a distance it was. No, okay. <laughs> we're we're on to something here, guys. <laughs> Everybody would know exactly what you were looking at too though. Yeah. Yeah. Well yeah. that oh yeah. yeah, that's not necessarily a good thing. <laughs> how how old is Winnie the Pooh now, Jonah? Uh she's like four. She's getting pretty old. Nice. Yeah. Oh, you have four? Yeah. <laughs> do you have any more now or just that one? Uh, I just have her. That's enough. That's enough. Oh, my goodness. Oh, dude. I know. I've got two cats and two dogs. It's like, and three kids. What the hell was I thinking? You okay, wait a minute, guys. That's Winnie awesome. the Pooh was a freaking bear. What are we talking about here? I totally missed this. Who's Winnie the Pooh? Is this your cat? Yeah, dog? iguana that's my cat <laughs> i don't know okay all right cool i was just trying to get some clarity there because we could be talking about a million different animals <laughs> well, that's why he's got a cat toy in his eye remember yeah okay laser in one side uh, yeah. cat toy in the other see that's the obvious details i missed huh? i do like the peephole though because it'd be like you were living your life in a 90s music video all the time oh my god right oh i get so <laughs> that would be cool if it was like tunnel vision i get sick oh my goodness Right, yeah, that would be <laughs> you bad. get used to it though. It wouldn't, yeah, I yeah, know. Imagine if you, you just walk yeah, around with a patch on your eye until you need to look at somebody funny. Just picture running at night. <laughs> It'd be like the the Blair Witch Project yeah. everywhere. Oh Jesus! Oh, yeah, that would be terrible. So, so what you're saying uh, is the device also needs to convert your vision to grayscale. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh my God, you guys, we could, oh Jesus, we, we definitely going to have to do this again. This was an amazing, amazing, amazing conversation. I really enjoyed just letting it flow. I mean, today we, we had a few questions written down and it was like after two or three, they were gone. And we just went on this beautiful tangent that was so productive in my mind that it was just worth every minute of speech. I, I, I just, I got to say, it was awesome having you on the show. Yeah, I really appreciate you guys having me, man. It's been a blast. Honestly, been great chatting up. Oh, my God. Yeah, man, it's, it's good. So we'll definitely have to fun. do this again soon. Yeah. Heck, yeah. Yeah, whenever. Just let me know. Heck, yes. So, Jonah, we appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you so much for joining us today. And uh, we'll catch up with you in the Sparkle chat room. Next Friday, show up at the Rap Battles and, and drop down some lines on Twitter. Oh, my God, battles? please. Oh, my goodness. Okay. I'll see what I can do. You got to at least show up and throw a couple lines out. All right. I'll remind you in the chat. All right. All right. You guys have a great day. Awesome, Jonah. Have a great Sunday, sir. All right. See you guys. What a great podcast that was. Dude, no shit. I love Jonah, man. man. He's always a blast to talk to. I first met him in Vegas at the block show um, Uh back when he was still with Linda. And he's just got, just like you said with Patrick, like, I mean, he's got just as much energy as Patrick. It's just in a different form. You know, Patrick's big, like big and loud and, and explosive energy and jonah is just like nose to the grindstone go 100 always has a smile on his face i mean he's just wait a minute now i love it that 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 kind of that almost remotely sounds like you and i does it i mean it it kind of does i mean i I don't know (laughs) do you see me as a positive figure in this space i would suppose so yeah well then and i see you as that ass busting It, yeah, suppose, suppose it's kind of weak. I, I mean, really? Yeah. Okay, Mitch, whatever <laughs> you say. Sure. I'm with you. You know, just because we're partners and all. I mean, whatever. Right, right. But, no, yeah, come I mean, on, dude. Like, so well, seriously, like you're away from this whole thing is surround yourself with positivity and don't ever quit. Exactly. And I think that's the biggest takeaway from this whole podcast. And in, in fact, I think not just this episode, but the whole of everything we do is surround yourself in positivity and never quit oh yeah this today it was just an incredible podcast i really really like talking with jonah and i hope you guys did too i i I mean we have a beautiful day going on right now and when this podcast gets released i'm sure it's going to be just as beautiful uh you know there's a lot of good things coming a lot of good things going everyone's way right now you just got to look for the positive side of things guys because no matter how bad it gets there's always a positive side to everything you can put Absolutely. a positive spin on any negative thing that you are in in life. There is a positive side to it. You just have to be willing to look for it and not dwell on that negative. And never, ever let the money get in the way of your ethics. Hell no. Hell no. You you have to have a standard. You have to have a moral value. You have to have a commitment to yourself and whoever that you relate with on a daily basis. You owe it to everyone, more so yourself. To live by a standard like that, in my opinion, I well, in our opinion, right? I mean, absolutely. If you don't have a moral compass, you're going to be a lost soul. Yep, that's a simple point. You just gotta, you just gotta stick to what you love and and stay true to yourself and stay true to the people that are around you or that count on you, and and you'll do well. Yeah, that quick buck that you're chasing for, you know, or that some people might be chasing and doing it in a dishonest way that quick buck is not going to be as satisfying as they think it will. And it sure as won't be as satisfying as someone that has that moral compass 
on north and just walking that straight and narrow path, you know? And like I said, exactly. there's always that stumble. There's always that trip, but that's okay. That's why you surround yourself with good people that'll pick you up and carry you through that hard time. So keep that in mind, guys. We we care about our community. We care about you guys. We really enjoy having you on this show. There's no question, all hands down, that is the honest to God truth. And we will continue this process. I am so looking forward, Professor, to going to Seattle with you in two, three, four, what is it, four weeks from now? Five weeks yeah, from now? St. Louis. I mean, Seattle. Oh, sweet, yeah. But Not Seattle, but St. Louis. Louis. <laughs> right. I said Seattle. Damn it. Damn I mean, it. we could go both places. <laughs> I bet my wife wouldn't mind coming along with us to Seattle first before we head off to St. Louis. <laughs> right. I guess as long as it's not rainy season. I heard it rains in Seattle all the time. Yeah, like 12 months out of the year. Right. Yeah, I ain't going there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like rain. I've had enough rain in Michigan. I was going to say, you, you, it's like you don't have any over there. <laughs> no, yeah, right? We've got plenty over here. Too much. Too much. Too much. So... We got a good lineup coming up this week. We got our freedom special coming up this week. We got uh, Anita Matalo coming up this week. Right? We got Justin Vendetta, the founder yep. and lead developer for Verge Currency, XBG. Yep. So keep your eye out, guys. I, every Monday, I like to type out our, or uh, tweet out our, our lineup for the week. Um, give you guys something to look forward to. And uh, I, I hope you guys have a positive and uplifting week and really enjoy listening to this podcast because I enjoyed the hell out of making it. Man, I had a good time recording this one, that's for sure. This, Absolutely. This was, a, this was a good cap to the weekend. It was. It really was. Uh, awesome. Just, just, I'm fired up. So I'm going to yes. get ready, go do some shopping with the wife. You guys have a great day. Thanks for showing up to the to the crypto campfire. And by all means, if you feel if you feel like you can pull it off, throw a, throw a tip log in the campfire. You know, it, it'll help us to keep going at this. Um, and it, please critique us. If you guys see anything that we could do differently, let us know. We're not, we're not above correction. We're not above guidance. So keeping that in mind, you guys have a positive, blessed day, and we will talk to you soon. Peace.